This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a very special second preview of our premium show, Adaptation Decay. We did the first one and people said, Gary, Cole, you're so crazy for giving this stuff away. I said, no, you can't stop us. And we pushed them out of the way and we yep. decided they need to hear Pac-Man Fever too. Yep. I put a knee in their ball. <laughs> the, um, yeah. So this is a second episode. We're not going to do this you know, all the time, but nope. we figured we'd release a couple of these. So it's February now. Mm-hmm. Um, the month of love. The yes. month of Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. The month of, oh, no, that's actually January. <laughs> right? Or President's Day. The yeah, month of President's yeah, Day. Yeah, President's Day. Yeah. That's, a, that's the, the holiday I'm getting yeah. confused. Holidays we used to get off. Yeah, exactly. And now I use them to get off all the time. <laughs> wanky, wanky. <laughs> Holidays we use to get off. Cole. Yeah. Um, good, good. Anybody clipping? Anybody <laughs> clipping things Cole saying uses President's Day to get off? There you go. Um, you, you heard it here first. Um, yeah, so this is an episode about the, uh, the, so a lot of people have heard Pac-Man Fever, which was a novelty record in the late seventies, but not a lot of people know that there was an eight song album of similar songs, (laughs) similar songs, not similar quality, some bangers on there though, some real bangers. And this was a real joy to record. Um, this is our show adaptation decay. If you forgot from last month, this is where we look at how video games have been adapted into other media. Um, there are more than 20 of these. We do it once a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, we really love these episodes and we think you will too. And, uh, if you listen to this and you, and you like this, you like what you hear, um, at $10, you will get one of these every month for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or the rest of our lives. I mean, until we, and, like, until we stop doing them, which that we, we don't plan to them. do that. But. There's three things that could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, they could end them or, uh, and, and not, or in addition, you get a bunch of abject sufferings and a bunch of other premium stuff. Yes. Yep. So go so, to uh, patreon.com slash duckvtv and follow the hopefully simple instructions there uh, mm-hmm. to get a hold of more like this. Umbasa. Umbasa. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Listening to Adaptation Decay, the premium patrons, uh, patronion, patronion show, uh, where we look at how people have adapted video games to different media and have failed to do so primarily uh, with some (laughs) some exceptions. Some exceptions, yes. And this month we are doing something that I think is an inspired choice, Gary. Um, We're talking about the album Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. Yeah. Yeah, this is this uh, this came to me uh, as an idea at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. <laughs> They're playing the 1982 novelty hit of the same name, uh, Pac-Man Fever, and it made me recall uh, my brief fascination with this uh, this band in my mid twenties. <laughs> uh, can I can I have the floor and give a little background of my yeah. relationship with both Buckner and Garcia? Yes, you may, because my, my story is probably the same uh, kind of Sean Baby irony that everybody has. I had no, I didn't find out about it through Sean Baby. Um, I think, because when I was little, I remember Pac-Man Fever from being a kid. Uh, it was on the jukebox at the laundromat oh. uh, in Aurora, Illinois. And uh, there was a pinball machine that had, uh, was set to free play. Um. And there was a, a vending machine that had like coffee, hot chocolate, and then like soup. It was one of those things. Oh yeah, yeah, the terrible soup that smells like fish water. 
Yeah, the, it is. I think it is fish water. It's like warm fish, you know, warm nutrient broth. There's uh, just that, one fish that they keep inside there that the yeah, hot water runs through. The tank, you know, just like that's where he lives. <laughs> um, and it just permeates him. And then um, a uh, a jukebox uh, there that had Pac-Man Fever. So I always wanted quarters to listen to Pac-Man Fever because it had to do with video games. Um, flash forward <clears throat> 20 years or so. And... Something happened, and I don't remember what it was. It was not Sean Baby, because I have to look at this. I did not know Sean Baby yeah. wrote about this. No, but... no, I just, uh, the Sean Baby flavor of like, hey, isn't this ridiculous video game oh, culture yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, but I, I remembered it, and I was like, you know, looked it up online. You know, it was the first time I had internet, or one of the early times where I had internet in my home, uh, and then saw there was a whole album, and I was like, oh, I got to have this, because like, these are a bunch of songs about. 1980s arcade games, and I bet you it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then I got it, and it was, and I was very evangelical to my friends about it, none of which who thought it was as funny as I did. And I kept trying to get my band um, to cover it during our Halloween like cover show. I was like, no, we have to do, we have to be Buckner and Garcia this year. <laughs> It'll be amazing. They just play uh, the entire thing as a 35 minute set. Yeah, like, like let's just learn all these songs, and then in the middle of any show, like we can whip out centipede and just like be the, the you know fucking weirdest shit uh, and nobody was down for it like i couldn't convince anybody to do it it was just me alone being like no but like can you hear in this shit like it goes on for four minutes why uh, and, uh, it just it just didn't work so the them playing it just made me think about this and i don't think we're gonna get a lot of uh chances to do like a cd no on this sh- you know this is this is a rarity mm-hmm yeah. uh, I mean, it's so it, it's 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 a rarity among the genres, but like I think it's the thing that people really know about. Oh, Pac-Man Fever, totally. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that many people know about like the album, though. True. Like people have heard Defender, <laughs> you know, like not that many, right? Like it is it is a weird it's a weird artifact. Um, not just the Pac-Man Fever part, but the fact that they actually decided to make an album rather than just like a single. The the the, the fact that they were Shanghai and put into a room and were forced to make the album. Yeah, go. You know, we need an album. Let's go roving uh, the the arcades at night to try to find a game that we think we might be able to write a song about. Put you know ten bucks into it to master it and then write the song. Yeah, which is actually what they what they did. <laughs> which I know as a member of the Buckner and Garcia fan club, which you signed uh, up. You signed up to five minutes before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. But I started trying to sign up for about an hour. Big shout out to Mike at Audio, whatever, uh, whatever the the tech support guy who helped me log into the uh, the Fever Vault. Um, <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm, I'm writing that down in my in my notebook here as a good name for a place and a thing. Yeah, the Fever Vault. Big big shout out to Mike at InternetAudioGuy.com for helping me log in, um, and it means I get access to a lot of exclusive stuff. <laughs> as a Pac-Man Fever fan club member, is four ninety nine. Um, however, that offer can expire at any time, um, and you get uh, pretty much everything Buckner and Garcia have ever done. Um, like some of which you can find on YouTube, some of which you can't though. <laughs> um, so it is uh, if you're a Buckner and Garcia, you know, diehard, like much like somebody other than myself, <laughs> uh, then this will be very useful to you. This has to exist for somebody. Like it can't. Yeah. It can't be. Oh. I can't, yeah, I can't just be, and I, you know, I got it cause it was, it was four ninety nine, and I thought that was a good price to pay to have information in this episode that I wouldn't ordinarily have. Right. Uh, but if you want this album and you don't want to just YouTube it or Apple music it, this is a cheap way to get this album, which I do think is weird and funny enough to listen to. Yes. Um, and if a song drags on too long, just skip it. <laughs> and they all do. Yep. <laughs> every, every song has a point 
like every single one of them has a like a second mark that is the legitimate like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah. like thing that happens and i i'm so there for it like just like just look over at my my, my music playing device and be like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Just picture being in like in a room, like, hey, listen to this, sit them down, and just like staring them intense, staring at them intensely. Yeah, just like no, 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 we have to get to all like you know all the time, and all these songs feel like about twice as long as they are too. Yeah, like they're very like so you know a lot of it is just kind of boilerplate, uh, you know, I guess nonsense, right? Like yeah, uh, you know, like uh, a lot of them are kind of homages to other songs. Um, the uh. But each and every one of them is kind of also underwritten where like they go on and have lots of repeated verses and such. Yeah. For reasons that I can't ascertain. I mean, I, I, I'm generally willing to write off a lot of stuff to laziness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's already a very svelte album. Like I know albums yeah. have gotten longer in the in the interim, but like 35 minutes, you know, that that barely fills up one side of a record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah, it's a thing, man. Uh, yeah, it's 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 it certainly is. There there there's one track here uh where let me see here. Oh, this song I uh this song lasts for about 4 hours and that is uh, ode to a centipede is what I is what I wrote God, down. That, that goes places though. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 4 hours. That is that was the one uh, one of them that I kept saying was like, you know, an extremely funny song oh. to my friends. And they just didn't have the patience to get to why it was funny. I feel like. Oh, it's extremely funny, and we're gonna talk. Like, we're gonna talk it, about yeah, it. In specifics. It's, it, it, it's my least favorite song on this album. <laughs> like, but I'd say like probably like quite a bit. Ah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a roughie. Yeah, I I think that Mousetrap is the is the nadir. But... Oh, Mousetrap is also real rough as well. <laughs> yeah, I would I would um, definitely cut that from this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get we'll get to all of it, and yeah. so this will be. Possibly a uh, a fairly you know svelte episode of this show, mm-hmm. um, and that is fine. Yeah, like well, that will have to be okay because it's you know we're talking about an eight song album, but it is definitely like it's not unnoteworthy. Like I do not feel weird or bad about about doing that because it is noteworthy. Is uh, is the name of the game here? Yeah, and if I'm you know being honest, I'm a little bit insecure about about this. Like, hey, how can an album be an adaptation of of, of a video game? Yes, this is historically noteworthy. However, these songs, in terms of their lyrics, like it feels like they are trying to like make a walkthrough of the it, games. It is an adaptation of a video game. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when when, like, when you talk about the worlds of power books. Wait, which, yeah. which which is the one you made up? Power Worlds. When you talk about the worlds of Power Books and you say like, oh, they they adapted baseball and it's just a description of a baseball game. These yes. songs, for the majority of them, if they have any point of view, if they have any character, the majority of their actual content or let's say incident is just describing which direction things move in the game. Yeah, yeah, it, it is like the the centipede talks about things that happen in centipede. Right, uh, berserk talks about things that happen in berserk like for the most part like donkey kong doesn't talk about that much about what i mean there's there's, there's some liberties taken with, with do the donkey kong but there's a bunch of like they these are like audio walkthroughs in a way yeah uh, and just like reading you know getting the fan club so on the fan club for this uh they have little introductions they uh they do for each song um where it's it's the surviving Buckner and Garcia, mm-hmm. and he's talking about um, their process and like that thing I said a little while ago is literally true. Where they you know they made Pac-Man Fever, 
the record company wanted an album, so they would be like, okay, well, we, you know, we probably know Donkey Kong. Let's write a song about that. What's popular? But then they would go with like, what's popular at the arcade? Yeah. Oh shit! A bunch of people are playing Mousetrap. <laughs> let's let's master Mousetrap. Like what they need to do, but they would like play Mousetrap a lot mm-hmm. in order to like make a song that has a, a series of lines that is. Uh, like a cat'll eat a mouse, a dog'll eat a cat, or something like yep. that. Like there's a thing about dogs eating cats in that song, <laughs> uh, which I, I didn't know. Mouse trap. I watched some YouTube footage of it in preparation for this, and boy, uh, no, no, no cats get eaten. No, in, uh, in mouse trap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, if you, if you look at their hit rate, like pretty much every game that they talk about is noteworthy, like notable, like yeah. we we know it, um, except for mouse trap. Mousetrap, yeah, I've, for... I've, I've never played. I have no idea yeah. what that is. Well, is hyperspace a game, or is he talking about going into hyperspace and asteroids? Asteroids. Uh, hyperspace okay, that's, is that's about asteroids. I yeah. yeah. That's, I, was, I was 90% sure of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I just thought maybe there would be some kind of game called hyperspace that I didn't yeah. know. Like, like, the only one of these that I think, outside of Mousetrap, that, Mousetrap that would be considered obscure would be Berserk a little bit, but that's just because it wasn't remade to hell and back. Yeah. 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 Which is weird because it, it uh, is the dual six shooter. Yes. Like, it's the reason why we have that genre. So, yeah. More um, or less, if there's one, some obscure example on a gigantic uh, <laughs> computer at a college campus at MIT, don't like at me, but right. it is uh, a very early and popular dual six shooter. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And there's a lot to, uh, so this is going to be about this album um, and a little bit just about these dudes <laughs> as well. Their website is such a treat. Cool. Yep. Oh, no, I've been uh, we, we took a little break before we recorded. We talked about some business and I have been uh, poking around it. I'm disappointed that the songs and stories section, everything appears to be missing content. So need that's to because contact need... Web- webmaster at what? Well, that's because you have to be a member. Oh, dang. The songs and <laughs> songs and stories, weirdly enough. <laughs> um, there is a songs and stories section, but it's members only. Mm. Um, did you click on the link on here for Pac-Man Coffee Cup? Yes, I did. Um, which is a web page that so, has a link, a broken link. Yeah, so this is in the top nav. It's like home, yeah. dashboard, full CD, and then Pac-Man coffee cup. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's ranked before personal appearances. I mean, it's in alphabetical order, but it yeah. looks like it's ranked before personal appearances, pictures, shirts, <laughs> is Pac-Man coffee cup, which is just a link that says, if you're a video game nerd like me, you love drinking your coffee out of this cool Pac-Man coffee cup. <laughs> it makes and it taste like a link video that doesn't games. work. Like the link doesn't work, but I can imagine a Pac-Man coffee cup. Like we live in a in a post think geek world, right? Um, it's so cute. Like, it's extremely quaint to me. Um, did you go to uh, Dick Clark? Uh, that link? No, no, I did not. So, so Dick oh, I didn't Clark see it his below there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess his own link. Uh, it's just his like his little eulogy for Dick Clark. It's like it's two pair, you know, two paragraphs and a couple odd sentences. Yeah. I was just missing Dick Clark. Yeah, Dick Clark was the consummate pro and a real gentleman. He will be missed. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, not to be argued with, but does that deserve a place of such prominence? It, yeah, it seems like on a your... blog post. It doesn't seem like something you put in the top nav. Like a section <laughs> uh, of, of, of your website. If you go to shirts and stuff, it is literally just every shirt you can imagine uh, with cursive script on the front that just says, I've got a pocket full of quarters and I'm headed to the arcade <laughs> in, in cursive. And that's every single shirt that they've made. Yep. Um, just really like very, very fascinating. Yeah. I mean, on, on one hand, rink-a-dink uh, on the other quaint and cute. Yeah. Like pretty, I think pretty charming. Yeah. Uh, these guys, you know, trying to, trying to stick with, uh, you know, internet culture. Yeah. 
kind of after the uh, <laughs> after the thing. Here's how sad. I, I don't know why, but this this actually strikes me as kind of sad. Uh, the the top nav link this is by CDs. There's just one mm-hmm. thing. It's Pac-Man Fever 30th anniversary. Yeah, um, if you go to their bio, uh, one of the subsections under bio is Soapbox Derby. Derby. Help save the all-American Soapbox Derby. Derby. Okay. Um, so, and it's just him uh, trying to save the Derby. Um, so, or, like the thing uh, Boy Scouts do? Yeah, that sounds like it. Um, an effort has been made by the city of Akron and actor director Corbin Burnson to save the Derby through a film called 25 Hill. Former residents of Akron, uh, songwriters Gary, Gar- uh, Gary Garcia and Jerry Buckner, a Pac-Man Fever, WKRP, and Synthetic, decided to help composing a song called Keeping the Dream Alive. Hmm. So that is why it's in, but it's in their bio. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's extremely, like, it is a website. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is a website. Yeah. Um, um, it, it's, it's, it certainly is. It, uh, it definitely has the, uh, there, there's a little bit of crick appeal to this, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah. 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 Like this, this, this feels like the closest to a, to an abject suffering. Yeah. That the show is going to get. Yeah. Cause this is the kind of thing that would just be a dream to like stumble upon in an abject suffering. <laughs> yep. Like <laughs> have to have to break everything apart. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like, Oh, stop the presses. Yeah. I just went to, just went to the fever vault. <laughs> <laughs> I returned from the fever vault yes, with the, the secrets of the man. Yeah. The, uh, oh man, these guys, uh, these guys, in a band called kicks incorporated. <laughs> That's a very good name. It is really good. Um, I, I found that out through the exclusive eight, uh, eight JPEGs. I am access to as a member of the fever vault. <laughs> Limited time these only. Ex- these, these eight exclusive JPEGs. Uh, <laughs> Glossy so, JPEGs. Yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're all right. The, the resolution on these bad boys is like Midland. Like, <laughs> th- these are okay images. Yeah. Um, so, but do you feel like you got your money's worth? I guess is mine. I, you know, for for four ninety nine, like I think this is like just the the being able to say I did it. Yeah. On uh, the show, and then also learning some extra facts uh, and stuff. Of course. Um, and I listened to the demo versions of uh the songs that are on this album mm. and they are interesting um including one that is the secret one that i think is actually like a pretty good song which we'll uh we'll get to oh this will be fun uh, secret and there i mean there are a couple of these i think are actually not so bad mm-hmm. well they're uh, catchy at the very least like you can tell oh, yeah you, you you can tell what their background is yeah consummate like studio professionals right these dudes you know who just like had this weird crossover hit and had the other thing they're noteworthy about which is the the wkrp and Cincinnati song mm-hmm. um and then nothing else but like you know good for these guys man yeah. like what a weird little like career they, they curved, carved out yeah um, um let's let's uh, start talking about them in, in earnest here yeah let's do it uh so buckner and garcia um appropriately enough it's you know two kind of headliners they have like a like a backing band behind them for this album um, oh yeah jerry buckner and gary garcia are kind of the two fucks me up man because it seems like jerry garcia every time i see it exactly like, right yeah, there's a lot of yeah jerry garcia in this so. <laughs> yeah yeah um, but they were a jingle writing duo who kind of grew up together in Akron, Ohio, a town that is a punchline, um, but is also home to like these just just a weird music scene a little bit. Yeah. Like some uh, a lot of people came from there. Chrissy Hind, Devos from there, uh, the Black Keys, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, Chrissy Hind's uh, the, My City Was Gone, mm-hmm. potentially about Akron. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so they saw they, they, these guys, their songwriting duo. They saw a Pac-Man machine. This was and this is in the early '80s. 
Yeah. Right. Um, so I packed my machine for the first time at a restaurant in uh, Marietta, Georgia, and they got hooked on the game. Like they were genuine fans and ended up writing a song about it. Yeah. It's part of like we, you know, I was making fun of these guys on their website earlier. I do have a lot of genuine affection for them. And they're not, uh, you know, when you said like there is some laziness to these songs, they were kind of like forced to write an edition. Yeah. But this first thing, like they like actually like this stuff. Yeah. They, they... You know, they're just huge, huge, huge dorks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's and, like the dorkiest possible expression of joy for Pac-Man. <laughs> I'm always going to show up for dorkiness. Yeah, yeah. it is very sweet. Like the, these are very sweet and innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, they, they were genuinely hooked on the thing and wrote this song about Pac-Man. Yeah. And if, you know, if it sounds like I'm being mean when I say they're lazy, it, it absolutely is the case that they didn't want to make the rest of these songs. Like, you know, yeah. the the single itself was a hard enough sell. Like, no record label wanted it. They're like, hey, I think we have something here. Like, what the fuck is this? Which is a proper response, I think, to yeah. Pac-Man fever. Um, <laughs> but it found a home on, like, drive time radio. Yep, uh, they, they enjoyed it, and eventually this, you know, get, did get the attention of record companies. Uh, CBS said, like, "Hey, you can make a record, but we want it to be all game songs." Yeah, so it couldn't and, just be like, "Hey, here's Buckner and Garcia doing their soft rock yacht rock kind of hits." Well, it's almost all like there's almost all novelty songs prior to this, right? Like they've done a couple of the songs that are kind of like sound like legitimate songs, mm-hmm. but a bunch of their songs prior to this were comedy songs. Mm-hmm. So like uh, their Mr. song, Mister T. Um, Merry Christmas in the NFL was, I think, their first mm. uh, song they put out. But they, like, they did a lot of like jingles and novelty songs. They were not in the sincere songwriting business. Those are the yeah. exceptions, yeah. more than anything. <laughs> it's but it's pretty funny because you can tell they wanted to do to do different stuff. If you read interviews, they oh yeah, totally yeah. They're like they're, which, which they're, makes us a little bit tragic, <laughs> as well. definitely because like okay, CBS says we're going to give you the big break. However. Like it's a monkey's paw wish because it has to be all video games. You know, it can't, yeah, it, it, it can't just be Pac-Man Fever and then other songs you otherwise wanted to write. Yeah, and and songs about about your feelings and the like. Like this is you know exclusively going to be about video games or nothing. And the um, you know, it's a lot uh, or it's a little bit like the uh, the second season of Extras, which like you know Ricky Gervais is gross, but that show is good. And the, uh, the second season is like really interesting thing, mm-hmm. you know, that happens where he gets his wish, but it's like the worst version of it. Right. Gets on TV and it's, it's, uh, yeah. 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 So, so, <laughs> so we talked about their songwriting process a little bit, but you know, you know, like writing lyrics for them was difficult. They had no problem really coming up with the hooks, but how do you write a verse about Frogger? Right. Yeah. You, know, yeah. just, you you describe what Frogger does over and over and over. It moves up and down with no rhyme or reason. <laughs> Which there's actually quite a bit of rhyme and reason. Yeah. <laughs> like not, not, Buckner, not getting Garcia. hit. Come on. Yeah. Whichever um, one of you. Which one of you did this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so they went down to the arcade to like learn about these other songs. Um and it was really difficult to get this album out because they used all these sound effects from the game. Quite well, actually. Uh, I I, yeah. I think this is a really good example of like sampling. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's very tastefully done. Eventually, they re-released it. Uh, this came later, and they had to re-record everything. Yeah, yeah. Because they uh, they couldn't get those those sounds. So yeah. the the re-recordings are actually very similar. The litmus, uh, if you want to know whether you're listening to the right one or not, is when they went back to re-record them. They could not find a working mouse tra- uh, mousetrap machine. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, that's kind of the loser of the bunch of uh, of these games. So they end up using actual like pet shop sounds. Yeah. So it's animals, you know, kind of making regular animal noises, and then the song starts. Right. So it's video game noises, uh, original it be, 
animal noises steer clear if I were the, you know, like, <laughs> red, red skies at night, mousetrap <laughs> is delight. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, um, but like the version that's on Apple music is, uh, is the, uh, the re-release version, which mm-hmm. is not well regarded, uh, by yeah. people who are fans of the original, um, for various production reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it, a, it's like a production, it's like a production and mixing yeah. kind of difference more than anything. It, it is, it is like glossier and like, less good but also to me this is a thing where that kind of uh transcends production where it's just the, the content <laughs> yeah you know it's the cores and the words exactly and, and the concept that are interesting yeah. to me yeah uh but pac-man fever was a huge deal like it, mm-hmm. uh, they released it as a single hit it hit number nine on the uh on the billboard top 100 you know number nine of- Number nine. Like, Come on. Remember when we were we we did that uh, that show called File Underwater about REM, uh-huh. and for the entire back third of their career, they didn't get in like the top eighty <laughs> uh, in the Billboard chart. And Pac Man Fever got number nine. Yeah, it also took them five albums to even break the top ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Pac Man Fever just swooped in and just took it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it, it was it was clearly like written off the back of a craze. You know, people yeah. were kind of into Pac Man. They were into video games. Nineteen eighty two. You know, right, oh, yeah. right when the you know things were reaching kind of this saturation point before the great crash that everybody talks about. Um, yeah. Well, and and this is like the the billionth time I pointed this out, or it's been pointed out at all. But the crash didn't really happen to arcades, right? Like the crash is home consoles almost exclusively. Yeah. Like arcades and computers were fine. And uh, arcade stayed strong. Yeah, that's what that's why I hedged with that people talk about. Like, it yeah. just, you can't talk about anything that happens in the early '80s without mentioning that. But yeah, yeah. like the, it's because know, nobody thinks PCs are real. <laughs> it is it's a weird thing. People don't actually think anybody played games on them. Right. And I think because Goldeneye is the first first-person shooter. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like this ended up being you know a, a hit for them and their their only hit. I think they released Dude the Donkey Kong as another single, but it didn't yes. do as well. And their yeah. time in the sun kind of kind of passed. Yes. Um, yeah. So eventually, you know, there's always this kind of like seed of nostalgia, mm-hmm. though. You know, so enough to where they did re-release uh, the record, uh, as you mentioned, in uh, 1999 and 2002. And this is where, uh, you know, the Apple Music version with the uh, the new production is from. Yes. YouTube has the originals um, if you want to hear them. And sadly, uh, Gary Garcia died uh, in 2011. Um, I don't think it was ever released how he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was surrounded by uh, four different, uh, there were four color swaths around him in a perfect circle. Um, and then in blood written, pinky, inky, ah. uh, blinky. And died. And and died. <laughs> and died. Yeah. Um, no. Imagine how pissed off all those ghosts would be, where the person who all popularized Pac-Man and the act of devouring ghosts passes yeah. away. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, it's like a cop going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't let the sunset on you here, new fish. <laughs> do, do you like you Caribbean Cincinnati? <laughs> we don't care, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I got two words for you: closed casket. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. uh, there's a, there's a song that came out with Buckner and Garcia on the name uh, after uh, Gary passed away, um, and it is the title track from the Wreck It Ralph soundtrack. Um, yeah. They recorded it after he died. Um, they added, you know, they, they they released it under the name Buckner and Garcia, kind of for the name appeal, right? Yeah, it's really just Buckner. Yes, and out of respect for Garcia. Um, and yeah, it's the song Wreck It, Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it is a cute song. Yeah, uh, it's got a very uh, good hook, a good hook to it. I liked that movie. 
that's a good movie. Like that would, you know, that, that would be a waste, uh, a stretch, but that would be something we could do on the show at some point. Yeah, it doesn't adapt anything specifically, but it adapts like kind of more of a culture and idea. But I thought it was a really cute movie. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, this song, Pac Man Fever, was produced and remixed by a man named Jace Hall. Uh, that is the lead, like the single that came out before the movie Ready Player One, and uh, it's called uh, Pac Man Fever. Uh, parentheses eat them up. And it has a rapping ghost, and the production's real bad, <laughs> and the video is really annoying, uh, and Ready Player One ruins everything it touches. Right. So, I think uh, we're I think we're past the back backlash of that, where it's okay to make fun of Ready Player One. Okay, good. Because because it was, it was it was good to make fun of it, and then everyone freaked out about people making fun of it, and then mm. now I think it's good to make fun of it again. Okay, cool. So uh, we're well, on the, the, that part of the sine wave of. <laughs> Just let people like what they like versus some things are bad. I'm I'm very happy that uh, you're picking up the sine wave. uh, Yeah. That that concept. Uh, Yeah. Um, Man, that movie hasn't even come out yet, though. Like, we're going to have another just just shit barn happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that'll cause another wave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm already getting, uh, like, from my family, my my, my stepdad loves nerdy movies, loves comic comic book movies. Like, oh, you're going to love Ready Player One when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Spielberg, who knows, uh, yeah. this video and the trailer definitely don't, and the source material, like, there's nothing that actually <laughs> makes me think it will be okay. Yeah. I suppose I don't have perfect knowledge that it isn't, but, like, right, right. all signs point to pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rapping ghost and the Pac-Man fever eat em up video doesn't, like, inspire confidence, because, like, parts of it definitely look like the, it's scenes from the movie. Uh-huh. And, like, that rapping ghost could be part of the movie. Like, I would not put it past anybody involved in this, this stuff. They had a rapping ghost, which, like... You know, I, I can imagine the the person who's like, yeah, man, rapping ghost, but I am not that person. No, like, no. Give me rapping ghost and I'm, I'm, I'll see you later. That's me. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a signal. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to duck out. I'm gonna this go. is not for me. I'm going to go uh, grab some smokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be back I'm going to start minute. smoking. Gonna give give start me a minute. Smoking. I'm going to start smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take up a cigarette. I'm going to, I'm going to learn to vape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Learn to Vape is a very strange Free Fighters remix. Yeah, yeah. This is the worst Tom Petty song. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do that instead of doing the rapping ghost. Right. Um, so let's go uh, go through these songs. And when we cover music, um, I don't. Uh, I try not to put a sample from everything in there. But there's only eight songs here. Yeah. And I do think they have to be heard to be believed. So uh, I'm going to put in at least a little bit of all these songs. Yeah. Well, I, I will marker uh, liberally. How about that? I appreciate it. So let's uh, let's get started. The album starts appropriately enough with the cultural sensation that is Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> so let me say this: one of my first kind of exposures to Pac-Man Fever was when Homer demanded that the Who play it, mm-hmm. and he sings it wrong. He's like Pac-Man a Fever, it's driving me crazy. Like, no, that's not how it is, Homer. No, it's got, it's got a very distinct melody. Like. Yeah. You know, Buckner and Garcia, if anything, are consummate tunesmiths. Like, they made catchy songs. Right. And this is catchy. Oh, it's very catchy. 
Well, it's like it's in a call and response to you know too. Like it is made, it is made to like be pounded into your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, kind of like an old timey like, you know, uh, rock and roll song in like the old style of rock and roll. Yeah, like that old time rock and roll. Like, like yeah, like the old time rock and roll. Like they just took this record off the shelf. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, like a blues rock song. Yeah, yeah. It's got kind of a boogie-woogie piano to it. And there's some very choice early 80s synth work going on all the, throughout the Moog this. The on this is actually, like, pretty good. It's great. Um, yeah, some of, the, some of the Moog, like, keyboard tones are very, very good. Uh, <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it tells the tale. There's a kid who's very into uh, to Pac-Man. He's yeah. got his Pac-Man He's heading to the arcade, as you may have seen on the popular shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Available at CafePress.com. Yeah, yep. Um, and it, it describes what it is like to play Pac-Man when it's in the verses. Right. Um, and this kid's like like in the in the thralls. You know, he is spending all of his money. He's coming back day after day. Don't have much, but I'm going to put it all into Pac-Man. He's got mm-hmm. shoulder pain. He's developing calluses. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a real tale of woe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so the the big problem with this album in general is I think that there is too much repetition and. Too many like choruses. Yes. To things. So this, I'm looking even just looking at the genius uh, section of this. Um, <clears throat> you see, uh, the verses. There's three like pretty svelte paragraphs that tell the story. Yeah. About this, and I'm I'm actually like pretty okay with this, and it shows you know understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got all the patterns down up until the ninth key. You know, I got Speedy on my tail. I know it's either him or me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. good, good, like all all pretty legit. It just spends so much time in the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which the chorus is good. It's catchy again, but like it ends up being a little bit, a little bit much. So yeah. there's definitely the point of this where about when it goes into the third chorus, uh, which is the last one, which it does for a long time mm-hmm. is the like, are you fucking kidding me moment of this song? <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, yeah. So the thing that I like about this and what I think makes this stand out above the, above the others is that this does have a definite concept. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a point of view in this even yes. if it is hung up on the, per- the particulars of the way the side tunnel works like this is a person talking about their life and like being very focused on what is going on inside the game itself like uh you just it's almost like he is uh singing a song about like a great sports play that he did or something like that yeah um the other songs on the album i'm not sure what point of view they're told <laughs> from it's from it's from the game facts point of view. Like, like, it is literally just like some like an alien describing an arcade game. Yeah, uh, and so know. like all like all of these games, you know, for for most of them, you could swap out anything, right? Like, oh yeah, they, you know, they're 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 so abstract. There's like nothing really. There's nothing really to them, but like. With the exception of Defender, I think, and maybe Hyperspace, it's never really told from the point of view of somebody who is, like, a character in the game. In like, the game. Oh, yeah. Like, and in those, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm the I'm the captain of the spaceship. But then it pulls out and says, I press the button and fire. And like, I was like, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's a button on the spaceship. Okay, true. Yeah. Spaceships the, are made um, of buttons. Yeah. They, they, um, this is so interesting. One of the things that's really interesting to think about with uh, Pac-Man Fever, and one of the only genius notes is it says that, like... Uh, Buckner and Garcia paved the way for like Brundle Floss, yeah, uh, and other you know modern YouTube uh, parody songsmiths. And 
the games being this simple and being kind of something you can graft anything onto, mm-hmm. I think makes this significantly more tolerable and fun and special than like parental floss. <laughs> right. Who, who I think is like, I'm sure is a very nice guy. But yeah. I, he, he had a panel you know, before us that one time and he was real. He was real. He's, cool. a, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, I, I never want to listen to that. No. Like that is, that is the, if you like ask me like what, what sounds good, you know, how about somebody making up lyrics about a video game to the music of the video game? Like right. that, that's no, I'm good. Like, no. You know, miss me with that, please. <laughs> but this, this because it is so simple, they can just kind of make these songs that not only could you substitute any video game for, you can almost substitute anything for. <laughs> right. You know, like these could be about anything. So uh-huh. they just end up being like early 80s. Like you could take the, the instrumentation of this and map it on to a uh, a Journey album. Yep. Like this sounds like a Journey album. It does. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> but with maybe a little bit uh, more variety in genre. Love your Step at a time, the way that he moves has no reason to rhyme. He hops and jumps, dodges and ducks, cars and buses, vans and trucks. Go, froggy, go! You gotta go on hopping and you get to the top. Go, froggy, go! You gotta go on hopping and you never stop. Go, go, froggy, go! Hi, kids. Um, so we move on to Froggy's Lament, um, which. <laughs> Like one, uh, I was listening to this with my girlfriend. I was showing her this uh, this morning, oh and she's like, she says, uh, "This isn't a lament." <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. This does not uh, sound like he's there's any lamenting involved. <laughs> this is like um like convoy or something. Yes. This is you know, or like or the baseline is like a radar love. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely or California love, I guess. Yeah, it's it's like uh-huh. a. <laughs> California dreaming, uh, yeah, categorically not. Uh, no, like it's like a like a dirty southern like swamp rock kind of thing yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is like he does the entire thing in this like you know go you know go froggy go <laughs> <laughs> Marge, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> it never ends. Like, the, no. like he kind of like, speak sings it. Yeah, during the whole thing. Um, and again, like just too many choruses in this, right? Uh, I'm looking <laughs> conservatively. I'm looking at genius uh, here. Let's see how many yeah. uh, choruses it counts. Um, eight, uh, eight <laughs> and nine. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think and, it's that part. But during the the, I think this is like pretty catchy and funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like, like the, the go froggy go part is great. Like, got to keep on up until you get to the top. Like. <laughs> Into that, and that is what happens in Frogger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you hop to the top. Uh, I don't know where there's an otter in Frogger, but okay. I don't know where there's an otter either. I also, um, the beginning of the, when we're talking about this just being like pointlessly descriptive, though, like the verses um, are, are almost all the same. So not only does it repeat choruses, um, it actually does repeat the verses, the first couple lines of the verses over and over. Frogger takes one step at a time. The way that he moves, there's no reason to rhyme. And like, they have got a real problem with scansion too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's always the case. Like the first two lines of every verse is Frogger moves one step at a time. You know, that, that whole bit. Uh-huh. Um, the real joy in this are the little vocal fills <laughs> that he does in between. <laughs> are like have to be heard to be believed in this song and in the next one. Oh, of course i think yeah <laughs> yeah puff your maggot your magic twang or froggy which is a reference to like a, a, a 60s kid show called andy's gang oh like i i couldn't figure out what that was too yeah. i couldn't what he was saying exactly either like yeah. I, at one point i sounded like saying pluff 
Uh huh. <laughs> El Plunker. Because he, he says it like demon voice. <laughs> <laughs> Magic twanger froggy. Yeah. Like he says it in the the whole song is written from the perspective of a truck driver who just said ass grass or gas. <laughs> And has moved on to sing Froggy's Lament. Yeah. So yeah. Froggy's Lament, like at no point is the loop that Frogger is stuck in portrayed as like a bad thing. It's never really alluded to that he is in mortal danger of being yeah, of being squished. What's that? You know, he doesn't he doesn't get run over. He drowns at one point. Yeah. There's a threat of drowning, uh, <laughs> but he doesn't not doesn't get run over. Yeah. Um, and these little things, you know, so he's, you know, pluck your magic wagger, Froggy. At one point, he just goes, hiya, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is so good and weird. <laughs> what is happening with this fucking song? Yeah. Um, uh, I uh, guess for old Froggy, it's sink or it's swim. Like, yeah. At times, I wish Froggy had wings. Yeah. Um, and this is like Froggy as a game. Is that like a knockoff of Frogger? No, it's just Frogger. He's just talking about okay. Frogger. Because the other one, like, he calls him Froggy. It's very, like, colloquial. And the other ones, they actually just use the name of the, the game. Yeah. So it's not like they're trying to copyright or anything. Yeah, I don't think... I, so, for, <laughs> I don't think he thought that Frogger was the name of the frog and Frogger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, his and, name was Froggy, but frogging is what he does. So, he is a Frogger. Yes, yes. Also, but, he uses, like, sound samples from Frogger. So, okay. Yeah. And if... and if Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, and if you feed him hazelnuts uh, and then eat his livers, it makes Frogwa. That's so Yeah, the next song on the album is, is my least least favorite. I think it's funny, but it's the one I want to listen to the least. Not least of which because it is a thousand years long. <laughs> yep. I, uh, it is, you listen to this and you, uh, you've got gray hairs and all of your friends are dead. Yeah. <laughs> it puts you into a time chamber when you start listening to Ode to a Centipede. Yeah, which this is not an ode. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, but there, yeah. There's no affection for the centipede. In fact, I would say this song in content is the most hostile. Yeah, very anti centipede. Yeah. Um, which is, of course should be centipede being the antagonist of the, of the game centipede. Yeah. So, uh, Gary, what I want you to do is mm-hmm. imagine there was never a game called centipede, <laughs> and I just heard this song. <laughs> yep, the like, centipede multiplies and divides. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be incredible. Like, it'd be like a weird Sid Barrett acid trip song about like, like you know, a creature he created, like, like a being he created. Yes. Called Centipede. Like, this is some Nightman shit. Um, because he also sings it. So this is like this minor key piano song that sounds like, like Journey's Separate Ways mm. uh, quite a bit. Um, and the way he sings it, he sings it in this kind of a high, uh, high threat voice uh, during the sing parts. Mm-hmm. And the centipede multiplies and divides, you know, uh, very scary. And then there are asides in this as well. You can't get away, little centipede. I'm right behind you. Don't try hiding behind the mushrooms. I see you. Um, so, you know, it has these breaks where it's just like, and, and during these parts, he's just like, here I come. 
I'm coming to get you. <laughs> you can't hide. You can't hide. Like he, he's just like very creepy. Don't try like, hiding behind those mushrooms. I see you. Out wherever you are. Like, <laughs> what is this? It's amazing. And he's talking to a centipede from the perspective of a fucking ship. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, uh, I understand now. <laughs> He says, I understand now. What are you getting? I'm right behind you. <laughs> you can't fool me by changing colors. <laughs> Go ahead and run your little legs off. Do you have Nikes for all of them? That, that, is, that is something else. Like that little joke in the middle of this like 10 hour song. It's like humorless as it can possibly be. Yep. <laughs> Oh man! Just describing that the centipede multiplies and divides and has spider friends. Yeah, he has. He's got spider friends. He goes row by row, slide to the rocks to get you from below. Like those are all things that happen in centipede. Again, uh-huh. this is like a game fact in song form. <laughs> like that does describe centipede pretty well. But uh, it is just, and it it goes on for a, a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very, 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 very long time. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if this was half as long, I think I would be much kinder to it, oh, honestly. Cute. It is, like, I mean, so Mousetrap is real bad. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was. I mean, we'll do first and worst at the end of this. <laughs> yes, we will. That's the standard thing. But, like, Mousetrap is very bad. It also, it just feel like, even if it is the same length, it doesn't feel quite as long to me. Yeah. You know? Uh, even though it also, again, all these songs feel too long. Yeah. Well, this one's five minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> Buckner. Yeah. yeah. Um So uh, after after that, we get our second single here, Do the Donkey Kong. And this is pretty fun. This is like a, it's like a 60s style dance instructional song, you know? Like, I think the song is pretty catchy. Yeah. Everybody do the funky grandpa. Yeah. yeah. This is a song about doing the funky grandpa Kong. <laughs> the um, cranky Kong, please. Cranky Kong. Um, well, there's a funky Kong too, which is what confused me. Mm. Is, there, is there a funky Kong? Yeah. Funky Kong. There's, yeah. His name, name something Kong. I don't know which one, what the name of the, the particular funky Kong is. Oh, we're going to get um, letters. Yeah. This, this has this like, Ding, 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 beat throughout the whole thing, whatever yeah, you, like, you would call that. Yeah, like that mercy beat yeah. uh, kind of thing. And it's an extremely like catchy rhythm mm-hmm. to this. I think the song out of Song of this Elm is very catchy uh, and kind of good. Yeah. Um, goes on too long, like all of them. Too many choruses. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do the lyrics actually say very much about what's happening in the game? Nope. Nope. Talks uh, about putting out a fire does. with a hammer. Yeah, so there's that. It also says open up the umbrella and answer the phone. Uh, neither of which are things that happen in Donkey yeah, Kong. It talks about tiptoeing through the tulips or something like that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It doesn't, it's just like a dance instruction thing. So mm-hmm. only some of the things actually feel like, yeah. you know, lyrics. And some of them get very weird. So, like, after you tiptoe through the tulips and raise your hands up high, uh, there's a fire down below. You don't want to catch his eye. Hide behind each other. 
uh, and don't even make a sound, you're in trouble now. Take the elevator down. <laughs> uh, like if you imagine that from the voice of the the narrator of Ode to a Centipede, like it becomes a very different. You're in like, trouble different. now. Take the elevator down. <laughs> um, hide behind each other. <laughs> um, so some of the stuff actually sounds like Donkey Kong. And they never mentioned Mario, which I would have appreciated as a Mario fan. Yeah. But the the noteworthy thing of this is this uh, this chorus, which is just it's very simple mm-hmm. um, and empty, like. You know, somebody saying like "come on" or "yeah" or something like that during a chorus, like I always think is kind of funny. Yeah, you know, like just empty language. But like, God, if it isn't like pretty catchy, and he kind of kills it. Well, he puts his back into it. Like he's, it sounds like he's going to be hoarse. It's like a, it's like John Lennon at the end of <laughs> "Twist and Shout." You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really, like, you know, really kind of owning it. Uh huh. Do the dog. You can do the Donkey Kong. <laughs> you know. Just- going way way into it uh-huh uh, near the end and it also does another thing that i think is so funny where it fades out real quick and uh, then pops right back up at the I, end i love the false start the false start oh. is one of my favorite things in, in, in music yeah, but, but false stop. like a false start would be like oh we fucked up the beginning oh yeah that's what i mean yeah false stop there we go yeah um it is it is so funny mm-hmm. like it's so dumb when yeah. that pops up like, i just like oh. con- conceptually like a dance instructional kind of thing like oh you gotta <laughs> you gotta put your hands on your hips and stick out your butt like yeah. those are those are fun you know yeah. uh but it's, a dance instructional well, about just playing a game or doing something that is not a dance yeah like <laughs> not, if, if you read this as dance instructions it feels like the words of a maniac <laughs> here's the dance you gotta do to escape donkey kong's dungeon like with your hands in the air stomp your feet on the ground those are things i can do climb up the ladder quickly and spin yourself around like well okay like if there's a ladder at play uh open up the umbrella and answer the phone you can do this with a partner you can do it all alone like not only does this not have that much relation to dancing it doesn't have that much relation to donkey kong like it doesn't have relation to anything it has relation to words that fit the meter <laughs> Also, if I'm doing this alone, who am I hiding behind? So I can't do this all alone. You have to do this with a part with a partner. Um, <laughs> this uh, is lunacy, Gary. Yeah, this is this, 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 like this makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but like I, again, I, I think the song is kind of enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's a second single, and I don't see why this wasn't like pretty popular. Like I think this is like genuinely real catchy. This mm-hmm. also uses the samples really well. Um, when the samples pop in during the break, like they're to the beat and like fit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention that with, uh, Odua Centipede, but they really use the like as part of the backing percussion in a pretty cool way. I agree. And it also sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, and like, if there is a triumph of this album, aside from the catchiness, it's that like, this is sampling, but it is sampling that is done in service of the music. Yeah, there's some stuff that is just kind of like, hey, remember this? You know, but right. like arcades have wonderful sounds. Arcade games, you know, like the the sound effects that go into those uh, are very well designed and very attractive. So they should fit into music pretty well. It's a it's the same thing where um, and especially arcade games of this vintage where like some of them didn't really have soundtracks. They just had these like. Or they didn't have songs so much. They had these, you know, like some kind of sound that a creature would make when you move that kind of creates the illusion of a sound or mm-hmm. a song kind of around it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the, the that is a kind thing that I will say about this while not laughing. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is good. Um, also good. I love hyperspace, Gary. <laughs> Just gotta win. 
hyperspace is pretty good. Yeah. Hyperspace, it's, it's not, uh, it's, well, I mean, we'll get to it. I don't want to burn cast. Hyperspace is extremely Well, I mean, it's the next song. It is the next song. <laughs> I was just, I was just saying it's good, but it's not my fave. Oh, no. It's, it's yeah. Good. It's good though. Like, hyperspace is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about asteroids and it's, it, good, kudos to them for not calling it asteroids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a specific mechanic in, uh, in asteroids. Yeah. Uh, which a- is like, the button that you can press to warp randomly around the yeah. screen to avoid trouble. I'm invisible now, but I'll be back again. Yeah. 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 Kicking the thrust because I just got to win. Oh. I just got to win. Well, no. <laughs> the way that he says thrust is the way that I want to live my thrust. life. Kicking the thrust. <laughs> yeah. He definitely like thrust forward with his hips when he does that. Yeah. Like that is uh that that's implying, you know, like this is this, this character in the song who's driving the spaceship and asteroids <laughs> like is, a big swing and dong a space, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I mean that, that that's his joystick. Um, oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's I don't have that much to say about this besides like this. This sounds like a rock song to me. Yeah, um, this, I mean, also like a seventies, you know, rock, rock song. There's like a nice um, the the kind of call and response choruses, which is what they do for most of these. Mm-hmm. Um, has a nice little sound effect in it because the the backup singer will go like hi. Space and there's like a real good like, <laughs> like that happens there uh, every single time. Yeah, uh, and he also says shooting my rockets all over the place, which yeah. again just in in terms of swinging dicks, right? Yeah. Is a good, a good thing. I, th- I think that this just gets into my uh, gets into my general I think affection for cock rock kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it feels like very like cock rock to me. Yeah, um, you know this is this is very uh, music that comes from the dick. Yeah, as as, as as befits asteroids. Yes, as it does. You know, it's a very aggressive yeah. kind of game. Um, yes. Yeah, and, and also this has a this has a uh, I, I don't know if it's good. Like I, I generally am not that down for like immediately immediately solo, but like it felt mm-hmm. appropriate here. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, it makes sense for hyperspace. Yeah, um, you know, and and you know, again, gotta give it give it props for being accurate. You know, yep. push on that button, I'm back in the race. Like that is the function of that power up. <laughs> yep. In in asteroids. Mm-hmm. So. It's been a long time since I played asteroids. Like a real nice like vector asteroids with the uh, the the dial. Of course, uh, a wheel like that. That's that's a very I'm satisfying. Saying, I'm saying of course too much, but you're you're right. One of the sad things about PRGE is you know like as it grows, the vector arcade game section is getting smaller and smaller, and I don't this know why that is. Yeah. yeah. With this year, I think um, two things. Like one, um, pinball is ascendant. Like pinball has been ascendant kind of like the last few years anyway, but there were more pinball machines there. And there was a whole section set up for Star Wars games for some Star Wars anniversary nonsense. Right. So um, like a lot of real estate was taken like with kind of, you know, individual to this year, special event. Yeah. Style stuff. Yeah. But I love those vector games. I want to have the laser etched on the back of my eye. Yeah, I would I would really like to get a uh, a Vectrex. Um, Reagan Kelly of the Short Game Podcast, friend of the show and and friend, uh, has a Vectrex and was posting pictures of it last year. Oh, nice! I think they're kind of spendy, but like they are very beautiful machines that I I should like to own one day. Yes, um, I've always been on the lookout for like a decent condition Vectrex. Vectrex. Yeah. Um. Also, like there are a bunch of games like that I like on Vectrex. Like I like Asteroids. I like um Tempest, man. Uh, Tempest, yeah. Tempest is good. Like that's that's a fun game. I mean, there wouldn't be super hexagon without Tempest. True. Um, yeah. Um, next up is uh, Defender or the Defender. Defender. 
I like the song quite a bit. Okay. Uh, there's a, there's a demo version of this too that is like like just him and a piano that I think is like <laughs> revealing and good. I would I would very much like to hear that. Well, yeah, like, like I was saying before we uh, got on, like we can split my membership like a Netflix subscription. I'll give you my Hulu. You give me your Hulu credentials so I can watch. <laughs> The first seven episodes of season two of The Good Place, and I will give you my uh, Fever Vault credentials. <laughs> you can listen to the demo version of The Defender with a special foreword from uh, Buckner. Jesus. So, or the, whichever one is the surviving one, I get them confused. Yeah. With the surviving Buckner or, or Garcia. I believe that Garcia is the one who's passed, and then Buckner is the one who's still alive. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's going to be like a manic, mnemonic device for that. They're, they're dying in reverse alphabetical order. There we go. Yeah. Or like when it comes to Buckner, you don't get Buckner. When it comes to Garcia, I'm going to Garcia later or something like that. <laughs> like I don't, you know, I'm going to go Garcia at the crossroads. <laughs> I miss my Uncle <laughs> you know, Jerry. I miss my Uncle Garcia, y'all. <laughs> um, so The Defender, uh, I think mm-hmm. this one's a little bit of a snoozer. Mm. Um, there's some real like Yacht Rock synth on this one. Yeah, it is Rock Rock. Uh, yacht rock synth um and the the verses are you know kind of perfunctory mm-hmm. i think it's where he talks about you know being but it, it is from the perspective of like the person in the shipping commander you know and it's it's got like a mild amount of pathos for this album you know like i'm a million miles from home i'm in a foreign place you know i don't want to be here mm-hmm. which is a weird you know weird kind of thing talking about defender i think the chorus i think the chord progression in the chorus is really good mm-hmm like I think it's really that little walk walk down and walk up that it does after the lines. That is pretty good, yeah. I think that's a real like a really nice like little chord progression. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of my animosity for this comes from the the chorus rhyme, which rhymes mutant bender with mind bender. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very hard to even hear what they're what he's saying. Yeah, like it, the the I'm a defender like definitely comes through, and he says like a mutant bender, but it just kind of sounds like mando. You know, it just sounds like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Other rhymes are like it is. It is. You could have come up with a much better rhyme than that. Yeah, let's just say like Ender. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm a mind bender and mutant Ender. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. mutant Ender would have been would much better than mind bender and mutant bender. Yeah. Um, my ex wife used to when I because that was who I was with when I first got into this uh, in my mid twenties. Used to think he was saying I'm the defender of my Nintendo. The my Nintendo, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like that's yeah. You know, it's goddamn it, Crystal. It's, Game about Defender <laughs> wasn't released on the Nintendo Entertainment System until uh, 1986, and then yeah, <laughs> um, I, your I, observation I, is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> wife, um, I, I didn't, I didn't do that. But right. the, uh, I guess it is just is the indistinct way he says the second line. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The lyrics, you know, like none of the lyrics are great cheeks, but I, I do think I think that chorus melody is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm down for some yacht rock. I just think this one doesn't doesn't have as much. Uh, as much shake in its ass as uh, yeah, some of the other ones. Going Berserk like. is also like a, a Yacht Rock. Yeah, song. yeah. I, I'm much more fond of Going Berserk. Yeah, I, I like them both quite a bit. Yes. Um, but this this is, uh, you know, and I think, I, again, for lyrics in this, I think that the, uh, you know, there's a weird pathos and serious tone to this. Yep. <laughs> uh, which is very strange. I've done all I can, at least for today. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, you know, he's like fighting an endless war. You know, I am the captain of the ship and its men. Like, yeah. there, are, there are lives at stake. Well, I mean, specifically, like, oh, I've rescued everybody that I can. And the ones that, that I, I haven't been able to rescue, they will haunt me for, for my life. Yeah, they're going to follow me around until I die. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, this is a is a, a winner for me, but uh, it is uh, largely on the curve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the next song is Mousetrap. Mousetrap, Mousetrap, Jesus Mousetrap is not a good song. No. There is a bridge to this that I think is extremely funny, <laughs> um, which, we, which we'll, we'll get to. But like, so this is like how, you know, how to describe this, uh, what this is so musically. Like people, people, so we should, we probably, we should probably start because people probably don't know what Mousetrap is. This is not referring yeah. to the board game. This is referring to a, to like a, an arcade game that is pretty rare. Like I've never seen one. Um, I- yeah, it looks a little bit like a Pac-Man clone. Yeah, it's like a maze, uh, maze kind of thing. It, yeah, a maze chase game in the in the maze chase genre, um, but with different mechanics, like more walls and you can move the walls. Like watching it actually looks a little bit neat. Mm-hmm. Like, but I've I've never played Mousetrap. Yeah, um, I think this probably loses a lot of points for me as a song because of how annoying the chorus is. <laughs> Yep, uh, annoyance is a real factor here. Yeah. Mousetrap, mousetrap, cheese with the bait! Yeah, cheese with the bait! It is, it is like a George Thorogood-style rock song, I think, <laughs> yeah. is probably the genre. Even the beginning with that, like, <laughs> you know, that that like, guitar that opens it up. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like a uh, voodoo love god song or Hindu love god song. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, to me, doesn't it seem like like there's there's a smattering of blues all around this, and I don't care for one bit. And I think a lot of the blues (laughs) is concentrated here. Yeah, this this is the bluesiest thing they've done. Yeah, Uh, and like blues rock is not my fave. Nah, nah. Um, and it very much is. And they're we're just really obsessed with the hierarchy of creatures in this. I, I love that so much because there's, you know, the, there's that legend, you know, legendary Simpsons joke, you know, with that, with like the, like what's, you know, next gangster octopus yeah, you know, yeah. dog or something like that. Yeah. And this thing, but having that understanding, like, was there a time when you were a kid where you thought that dogs ate cats? Oh, of course. Yeah, Why else too? are they chasing them? Yeah, like, it's like what a weird thing for tons of kids to believe that dogs just straight up eat cats as food. Yeah, well, there was also a time when I thought all cats were girls and all dogs were boys. <laughs> so, like, I was a pretty dumb kid. <laughs> um, the bridge in this, so like, kudos for this for having a third part, you know, having a bridge at all, I guess. But he just starts kind of like chanting. He's like, "Now a mouse can eat the cheese, and a cat can eat a mouse." And a dog can eat a cat if he traps him in the house. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, like a very hungry dog <laughs> would probably eat a cat. And a very weakened, like sick cat <laughs> who are trapped in a house. The dog may win that fight and eat that cat. Right. You know, that, that could be the case. However, uh, it has nothing to do with mouse trap. And is a weird conception just kind of in general. Yeah. Also that a hawk is placed above them. Yeah. A hawk will eat a, it doesn't say a hawk will eat a dog, but that's the implication. <laughs> try to get the prizes while avoiding the old hawk. And there's time for you to run. There's time for you to walk. Like that don't want, that sounds like an expression, doesn't it? Yep. Like something like a, like if you got a job uh, working in the back room at a Kmart uh-huh. and you had like a weird boss with one eye <laughs> and like you, you like kind of jog to, to the break room and he goes, you got time enough to run. You got time enough to walk. 
And it's like, like that's true, not always true, but sometimes true. But also, how does it apply? Like, it yeah. has the keys of a saying without actually meaning anything. Well, he he would have said "time to lean, time to clean," but he didn't want to be cliche. Yeah, he's working on new new things. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be the mark that he leaves on this world. Yeah, there's if there's there's time enough, if there's time for you to run, there's time for you to walk. <laughs> hey, hey, Gary. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a real a real moment here because on Genius.com they've got stats. Uh, yeah. Over here in the right sidebar, it says it says one viewing, and I assume that's you. <laughs> that <laughs> Gary, is- hi, buddy. <laughs> hey, Buckter and Garcia, buddy. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> Yay! I, I oftentimes think it comes up most with abject suffering, but I oftentimes think that you know how weird it is that like. <laughs> With seven billion people, uh, that we are like the only people looking at a certain thing at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that happens probably more than maybe even we think. <laughs> probably. You know, but here it's nice to see it codified. I know, right? To see it built in as a feature in this website. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. One viewing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, um, and also I don't know. I didn't play enough mousetrap, so I don't. Uh, I, so maybe as the mousetrap, you turn into a dog. Maybe. Oh, like, the, uh, like when you get the power pellet kind of thing? Yeah, because there's a verse that, like, I could turn into a dog if I only had a bone. And I could press the doggy button and they'd leave me all alone. I could make the hawk turn stupid if I entered into, quote-unquote, in. Mm-hmm. I could block and trap the cats and turn into a mouse again. So I... maybe this is actually extremely accurate, um, but I just haven't played the game, and it sounds like nonsense. So this is as close as we're going to get to that joke that I made about Centipede. Like, imagine there was never a game called Centipede. <laughs> Mousetrap be... never existed. Like, this is just Buckner and Garcia, like, inceptioning this game into existence. Inceptioning a mouse, like, poly- poly- polybiasing. Yeah. Uh, so, like, polybiasing. Yes. She's on the bait! She's on the bait! Extremely like George Thurgood and the, the Destroyers uh, <laughs> kind of sounding thing. And a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I this think. is uh I'll get to it first and worse, but you know what yeah. I'm gonna say. ends though on a high note uh with going berserk which uh people who pay attention this song was used in the second or third episode of berserk that we covered for bonfire side chat mm-hmm. i put this in as uh the thing um and this is a song i, I like quite a bit this is so good it is incredibly yeah. earnest yeah it is very sweethearted um and it also is kind of like a weird little love song too mm-hmm. like berserk is a dual stick shooter about killing crazy robots and, yeah that and talk to you yeah, they talk to you and not killing civilians. And if, if anyone listening to this has never played Berserk, I implore you to, like, listen to a YouTube of it because it um, was very, like, the digitized voices, digitized voices in it and uh, sound effects, like, were a huge deal. Yeah, and also success. you have totally heard those digitized voices elsewhere. Yes. Like, those are very common kind of samples. Yes, uh, and because they're they're good. Like, they stand up. Yeah. Um, so they take that game and kind of, like, the verses are a little bit – about that but i think he just kind of wanted to make this sappy love song that this kind of transitions into yes um 
in a in a weird way. Um, starts off as kind of a piano song and then kind of just becomes this like driving pop song. Right. Um, again, with that yacht rock kind of synth, and like, yeah. it's it's weird because it is like he is trying to uh, sneak some medicine into our applesauce here because it starts out like, oh, I can move in eight directions. Once I start, I'm never done. Like, okay, yeah, like describing mm-hmm. this, and eventually it just goes into it goes into talking about whoever you is. <laughs> yes, like the the, the titular, the, like the you that love songs are about, right. You know, because you think, yeah, I think I'm going berserk, and berserk already means something other than the game. So that's why this, you know, this chorus could just literally be transplanted into a song not about a video game, right? You know, I'm going berserk. I can't stop now. I'm addicted. I'm berserk over you. <laughs> um, the also the, there's a a real breathness of words in this in general because each verse repeats the lyrics for the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's like a verse where he's like, I can move in a direction once I start, I'm never done. And then they sing the same words over the second part where he's like, I can move in a direction <laughs> since I start, I'm never done. Yeah. Like there's the little like uh, bridge thing that they just repeat mm-hmm. uh, before going yeah. into unrelated chorus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's very funny also the chorus in this is like half of the song not by like yeah. volume it's not like they repeat it over and over again the choruses are just incredibly long they're really they're really long it's a lot of lines in the chorus and the ending of this where it just you know the berserk 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 over you you know this like little like pretty good chant yeah uh, here at the end mm-hmm. um but they, it is like you know the verses are all game like they keep talking about evil auto who is the name of the like the villain of berserk right right um yeah um, and just if we're talking about powerful lines in this album, uh, I think I'm <laughs> <We> going. <laughs> I think I'm going berserk. Would you like to come too? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> are are yeah. you just like saying like berserk is crazy? Because when I think of berserk, I think about tearing people limb from limb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I'm going to go into a barbarian rage and attack my party members. Uh, is is what I think of. But if he's just using it as like going crazy, it kind of makes this a very boilerplate kind of standard '70s rock song. Mm-hmm. Kind of sweet. Yeah, with lots you know? of very pretty synth over this. Like, there's multiple layers going on. Like, there's the there's the prominent one that I call Yacht Rocky. But mm-hmm. um, there's there, there's just a great deal happening with it. Yeah, yeah, it is a is a complex song. So you can it feels like they're not phoning this one in. No, you know, there's there's not a demo version of it sadly, so I couldn't get the inside scoop. But no, um, and like yeah. the, this is the one that when we hear it, you know, I feel like this entire album is played at a, a PRG, maybe with the exception of Mousetrap. Uh, but this is the one that I always uh, that I always like pick out. Like I notice when it's playing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the that's the end of the record. Um, they do have a uh, a couple uh, other video game related songs, which we mentioned mostly mm-hmm. already. Um, I do want to not let's go by without mentioning old school gaming or old school <laughs> gamer, which is a song they did later on. Uh, that is excrement. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, it's a real tough listen. Um, and then E.T. I Love You, which also showed up in this, that is an extremely tough listen. Ooh, E.T. I Love You feels very misguided in that, like, okay, it's so got a sweet story behind it. Like, he saw E.T. and, uh, like, r- shortly after he lost a pet, I think that his, uh, yeah, had to put his dog to sleep or something like that. And then just he started writing this song about, like, oh, E.T., I, I love you. You're just so – and, like, it really feels like this incredibly earnest, you know, keening love ballad about a slimy scrotum. Yeah, which which and we talked about E.T. as, a, as an entity, like as a, as a upside-down scrotum. 
Yeah. Like they, they took John Totoro and they put him in a green screen suit <laughs> and just had his balls hanging out with a ping pong ball hanging from each one. <laughs> and that was E.T. That was right. the mo- mocap for E.T. Um, you know, just one to one. They just like they, they texture lifted, you know, control C, the texture from John Totoro's balls. Uh, and this is this was when he was like what seventeen, and then Control V right and put them onto ET like he's disgusting right. Um, but it's you know it's not really about that. It's not a very good song though. No, it, it's uh, it's really not. Um, and the the interview that I that I read, which is on songfacts.com, uh, it's it's actually kind of embarrassing because he's telling this story like, oh my gosh, we really love this, and like we sent it in to Steven Spielberg, and like we you know like. <laughs> He, he talks about how, oh, we thought he was going to pull the movie and then put the song into it because movies don't really have theme songs anymore. And we wanted this to, to be a thing. Like John Williams thing is really good. It's like, oh, go, Buckner, no, Jerry, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No. And there's another one um, on the iTunes version or the Apple Music version. Uh, there's a song called Hostage. Which feels, oh, sure. That's yeah, that's on there too. Yeah, that feel, like it's not video game related, so it kind of stuck out. I was like, what is this about? Like, what? Like, no, it's just like a like a we didn't start the fire style Cold War anxiety kind of song. Yeah, yeah, like or, or just kind of you know being being held copt- captive by being held captive by uh, like modern life, being and, held Coptic, and, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that, being that held Christian septic. sect, yeah, <laughs> um, being held Gnostic, the um. <laughs> Uh, just, just for uh, you know, for just like modern life and stuff. Pretty, pretty weak sauce. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> it's uh, I'll forgive, forgive them uh, for that. Yeah. Um, there's also a uh, as a member, um, I get access to a country western version of uh, Pac-Man Fever that they recorded. Like they wanted to release it as well. <laughs> um, you know, so and but never. Chart? Or yeah, to get like a, like you know yeah I guess like to get the country charts and it actually translates to a country song pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I prefer the original, but it, uh, you know, it sounds, sounds like a thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's all the songs on the album anyway. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, Buckner and Garcia's Pac-Man Fever, which like for things we've done on the show, to my mind, this is an unqualified, qualified recommendation to spin through this once. Oh yeah. I really want everyone listening to this, like, just like give this a shot if you didn't know this was a thing, because you know, you know, maybe your you know your taste will be different, and the uh, the than mine, and you maybe will not find this funny. But I find this tickle like quaint and funny in equal parts enough to be kind of like unique, and I'm very glad it exists. Yeah, and there, you know, if you end up hating it, there's a certain amount of like what the hell factor. But like, it is definitely of its time. Like these are hooky songs, you know, that are pastiches, not just of video game stuff, but of like late seventies music in general. Yeah. And it's not just like, Oh, here's the rock song. Here's the, here's the love song. Like it, you know, some of that is there, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit harder to pin down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a slightly more going on than you might think. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just like novelty music, you're going to write it off, but, uh, but yeah, there's, it's worth firing up a YouTube playlist of this, I think. Yes. Um, so like, uh, it's weird that we are positive about this because I think my what I said to you was Gary these songs are so fucking stupid and yeah. they are but when I call something fucking stupid is not necessarily a bad thing 
Yeah, it is. It does worm its way into your house or and into, your, <laughs> you know? into your heart and your house a little bit. It does. It does. Like you will find a copy of this under your front door when you least expect it. <laughs> the um, like the what a record of this will be slipped into your under your bathroom door next time you're in the shower. Right. It does worm its way into your house. <laughs> um, but it is like something where it is just so hard to be like mad at. You know, like can we compare it with like other things we've done that have been kind of just bad media. Yeah. For this show. Like I am way more mad at uh, like um, God uh, alone in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, you know, I, like, uh, I'm, I'm really mad at Pokemon Origins. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> like that, that sucked really bad. I'm mad at Advent Children. Mm-hmm. You know, like that sucked. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 it wasn't it felt like I mean, I guess the Advent Children didn't feel like cynical. But there's like a cynicism to, to projects that do adaptations like this. And then there are things like this where I'd almost put this in the same camp, not maybe quite as good quality, but like kind of similar to Maniac Mansion. Yeah, where it's like say. a very like a very loose adaptation, but so earnest mm-hmm. that I can't hate it. Yeah. You know? Like these are serviceable pop songs if, you know, if service, serviceable yet poorly constructed. Right? Yes. And and you can like listen to them and just like there is the like showing your buddy uh, appeal where you can be like listen to this shit and then the guy you know whispers you know it's like do you wear Nikes as a centipede <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the weirdest fucking things you know yeah. it is just uh, it is just noteworthy as well like feels extreme enough to be worth paying attention to and mm-hmm. is good enough to not hate yeah so yeah um, what, um what's what's our first and worst on this bad boy. Uh, my first man, this is actually, this is actually kind of tough. Um, I'm going to say hyperspace, mm-hmm. um, would be, would be mine. The reason I say it's tough is because I wanted, wanted to give it to go in berserk. Um, but I think hyperspace is the one that is like, oh, this is a fun song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about, oh, what's your first? Uh, my first would be going berserk. Okay. Uh, it, my, it, it's kind of like a, if I had to, you know. The my favorite songs on this album are Going Berserk, Defender, and probably Donkey Kong mm-hmm. is my top tier. And then my mid tier has your hyperspace, your Froggy's Lament, your Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> and then my low tier has your Ode to a Centipede and Mousetrap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just just for difference's sake, I'll give my my lowest one to Ode to a Centipede, even though I think it's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and and I'll give mine to uh to Mousetrap, even though it has that bridge. Um yeah. cut, cut, cut uh cut Ode to a Centipede in half, it, it gets up into that second tier. <laughs> Uh, mousetrap i don't know what you need to do to make that better no no i really <laughs> don't. was the bait <laughs> yeah um yeah and so like we talked about like legacy or whatever you know i'm not that big of a fan of video game parody music i want to give like a particular call out though weirdly enough the mountain goats have done video game theme songs specifically two um they've got a song that they did with khaki king on the ep uh black pear tree called sorry mario but mario but your princess is in, a, in another castle mm-hmm. if you didn't listen to if you didn't read the title and you, did, you didn't hear the last verse you would never think it was about mario mm-hmm. it's just this very sweet simple song about somebody being saved mm-hmm. um it's it's written from toad's perspective it's very sweet um and then they did a song it was a a, a b-side off of the life of the world to come um uh called enoch 1814 which uh is about odin sphere but again, yeah, which is you, a weird choice. You would know, just like John Darnielle, uh, as the best human, he was just really, you know, gets obsessed with video game stuff. Um, he uh, was like, oh, I love Odin Sphere. So I got inspired to write this song. And it's just about, oh, escaping this curse. And it's worked into this biblical theme uh, that that entire album was. 
Oh, it's quite good. I don't, I don't think that it is inherently shitty or dumb to write video game related songs. No. <clears throat> you know, I think that like the, the, the Brentel floss approach to it, I find pretty annoying, but like, you know, I will, I will admit that like the, the pop songs that, uh, Jonathan Colton wrote for like portal. Like when those came out, I really liked those songs. Like mm-hmm. I still think those are good songs. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm done with them and they're kind of, I don't necessarily what they like, what, like what they signify, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you, you have somebody and you look at their iPad and it's all like that. Like that's, you know, maybe a little bit hinky. Mm-hmm. Like I would be a little questioning of that taste, but those are good songs. Yeah. The, um, I did, uh, in my very pr- prolific kind of unlistenable, Casio music thing did an EP that were all uh, video game songs, hmm. um, many of which did not survive. But um, you know, I, I, I lost that EP. But there were a couple of them, you know, that did. And the the one that we played a lot, like and I ended up playing with my band, was also called uh, was also based on Mario Brothers, uh, about princess uh, being another castle. And the concept was it with it was that Luigi was in love with the princess, um, but uh, fakes his suicide to get out of the way of Mario. And the way he does it is he jumps out of the castle holding a star and activates it right before he hits the ground. <laughs> uh, so they see him jump off the, the parapet and think that he's dead. And then he goes into exile hmm. uh, to, to leave Mario and the princess to their, their thing. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of songs that were like, you know, dumber or worse, uh, <laughs> but I wish I had them. Like I don't have very much stuff I've recorded. That's just lost. Right. Uh, and I just don't have any copies of that. So like, you know, I would love to have one, but I don't. Mm. Uh, but it, it and, and I'm not also saying like, you know, uh, Brendel Voss sucks and my songs were very good. Like, that, you know, this shit I made in my early mid twenties, like, I don't think it was very good, but I just mean that it's not inherently dumb. No, no, it's not like a, games. it is not a feudal pursuit writ large. It's just like, I can't, maybe because I haven't like looked for it and everything I've been exposed to has been through G- DJ switch at PRG. Sure. <laughs> You and know? that's a poison chalice and a half. Like, <laughs> right. you know, it's a poison big gulp. Like not because of DJ switches. Like, you know, I'm not making fun of him for being a big dude. I'm just mean, it's very like poison and it's a entirely, it's a very big gulp. Yeah. That you take over the course of a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm possibly, you know, like there, there might, there might be good stuff. I'm not really that interested in it. <laughs> if I came across, Me, I, yeah, I'm not going to pursue it either. Yeah, like yeah. the, the big thing too is like, you know, I know Brendel Floss. I know some of those like parody people. A lot of this stuff happens in the field of like nerd rap, which I think is, mm. you know, as far as like things I find very odious that also, you know, I have dabbled in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that uh, that is uh, not something I'm interested in. Right. But there are a lot of what I am totally there for uh, is like Wu-Tang Clan members talking about video, like bringing up video games and shit. Yeah. yeah. And their songs like that. That is very cool to me when that happens. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm way into like sincere uh, rap songs that drop video games because all those dudes are huge dorks and like mm-hmm. video games a lot. Yeah. That's very cool to me. Way into it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there's a way to do it. Um, it would be like, you know, maybe it would be like Brendel Floss, but Brendel Floss doesn't write original songs. Like trying to imagine what Pac-Man Fever would be like in 2017 is very strange. Yeah. You know, I think if somebody actually, easier, you know, it'd be easier to launder the video game this, right? Just because games are more complex now. I think that makes it harder to lawn, launder the video game ness. Like mm-hmm. it would be less like a walkthrough, but it would be, you know, you'd be describing plots instead of describing mechanics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm thinking about it, you know, as the, you know, the Enoch song from, you know, from the mountain goats. Like, yeah, like you, yeah. you, you just do one of those because like, that's a, you know, pretty you know complex game as far as like what's depicted in it and stuff. 
Um, you know, you can just kind of talk about themes broadly or put it uh, from the point of view of one character without straight up saying like, it's a mass effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a mass well, effect. With the Mass Effect, yeah, it powers the ship. <laughs> the ship goes and the Mass Effect rips. We go across the country fighting Reavers left and right. <laughs> Gonna have sex with my companions tonight. It's a Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think that like the the Mountain Goats approach to it, which is kind of to uh, obfuscate it, like uh-huh. he could he could do or not like this is not. I like John John Darnielle. I was gonna say something that sounded like. Uh, attributing <laughs> something unique to him. Step careful, you see. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was going to say something that sounded like the opposite. I was going to say uh-huh. something that sounded like I was overblowing him as being the only person in the world who can do this, which is not yeah, the case. No. Like any, I feel like other people could take a very theme first and blending approach where like this is a little bit Silent Hill, but I t- tied in some Bible stuff and some character stuff and some mm-hmm. theme stuff. Like yeah. that's not exactly what I mean for this. Like you could, he could do that about Donkey Kong too. Yeah. You know, that has nothing to do with modern games. That just has to do with John like his, yeah. it, well, again, but like, I don't think that's unique. Like it, it has to do with like that specific sensibility, mm-hmm. you know, um, <clears throat> something that is more like has its, you know, has it, it has its intention on its sleeve. Yeah. You know, like, like, I mean, like the dumb Mass Effect song we made up, like, <laughs> something like that would be, would be extremely weird to see. Yeah. Uh, but if you were going to try to do it, now would be the time because I could see like kids eating that shit up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I, I haven't done it, but like if I put Minecraft song into or like Five Nights at Freddy's song into YouTube, Jesus Christ! I mean, Gary, like we, man, remember when we were at that fun center a few years oh, yeah. back, and like yeah. we, you know we were sitting there eating brown food in the in, in in the restaurant there, and then just like on a loop on the big screen there was just this Gangnam Style parody called Minecraft Style. There was that. Yeah. So I guess this is maybe already happening just for kids. Uh, absolutely. You know, yeah. <laughs> mad balls, get the mad balls. <laughs> <laughs> Go to 17... babble with the babbles. <laughs> yeah. 79 hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is extremely weird, but I'm I'm glad this exists. Thank you for taking this journey with me. Yeah, no, uh, this like like I said at the beginning, this is an inspired choice. I wouldn't have initially you know thought of it, but like I the the, the second you said it, as we were listening to do the Donkey Kong or whatever over the over this, I was like, yeah, perfect, good. So mm-hmm. yeah, no need to thank me. This is this has been fun for me. I hope it's been fun for the listeners. I like, hope so too. I just you know I, I really like talking about music on on podcasts with you. Yeah, it's it fun. fun to talk about music. Yeah. Um, and we'll be next month when we do it, it'll be something more traditional as well. Right. Um, you know, undoubtedly something in a visual medium. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you, uh, have this through Patreon, thank you for patronizing us. If you bought this from the store, thank you for buying it from the store. Yeah. There are many other things for you to buy. Uh, give that a shot. I think some of our best stuff comes out, uh, kind of behind a paywall, which is, uh, that's how we, that's how we get you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like we've said in the past, like we are kind of taking some, uh, some recommendations and stuff. It's weird. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> Gary, you went into the premium channels or the premium shows channel in, uh, in Slack. You're like, Hey, you're never going to guess what we've, what we've done. And people are like, Oh, is it this? Is it this? Is it, is, is it this? That'd be a good way to solicit recommendations. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I mean, somebody, I mean, this, I'm not trying to spoil and I don't know when we'll do it, but somebody said clue and like, we got to do clue. Oh, we absolutely have to. Like, I think that is actually like a pretty good adaptation of a board game. <laughs> yeah. Like. And I, and I love that movie. Oh, it's so good. Like, I love that Michael movie. Michael McKeon? Come on. Yeah, it, I think it's very funny and very clever. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe clue, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying it won't be the next time either. It'll just depend on what we feel like doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we are interested in suggestions for things like this, especially things that are good. Yes. Like that. Like it is uh, we don't want to turn this into just the bad movie time. No, no. We have fun with those episodes too, but I don't want all to be that. You know what I was thinking uh, this weekend? I went and, uh, last night, uh, I went and watched baby driver again. Okay. And, uh, there's a trailer for the new tomb Raider and it looks kind of okay. Huh? Have you seen that trailer? No, we should at some point like that would be a fun thing, too, if that's in second run theaters or reasonable to, to get and yeah. do something kind of new. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're like, going to make it, it so hard for me to take notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, yep. Um, you said in the back row, you'll be OK. OK. The um, but it, it's a uh, it's based on the like the 2013 game mm. and like the trailer, like looked kind of like a fun action movie. So nice. Kind of surprised uh, if it's if it's as good as the first one. Yeah. Which was also like I mean, not we, the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah, you know? that's, had some um, kind of fun. Had some fun with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I've thought yeah. about some of the newer ones, like uh, the the Wow movie might be uh, might be a yeah. weird one. That, that, would, uh, that would also be so. We have we're not out of things to do, but we just are interested in things that didn't occur to us. Right, right. As this uh, this show gets you know towards its double digits. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, it'll get towards it. Yeah, it's it's about there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff that we wouldn't get just by like you know googling bad video game movie. Or yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. So hit us up uh, on Twitter or Slack if you want to share that stuff with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably about it. I think so. Um, I'm gonna go grab some dinner and go to band practice. Oh, um, I'm, I'm gonna go reheat some spaghetti. So yay! Yeah. Um, good night, everybody. Good night.